Welcome to Things You Should Have Heard with your hosts, Jeff, Amanda, and Logan. With that yawn, hello and welcome to another episode of Things You Should Have Heard. You awake, Amanda? Episode 14. Amanda's episode 14. 14. You should be awake by now. Well, I am, kind of. Pay attention. (laughs) Hasn't been that long. Well, it has kind of. How are you now? Good. Besides being a little tired, I'm good. Doing really good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm awake. Unlike you, I'm awake. I wasn't yesterday or Tuesday, but I'm awake now. I had company on Tuesday from North Carolina. Well, there you go. Family. That's fun. Friends, right. the friends I stayed with on spring break, he came up and then he was, he was part of the Hot Rod Power Tour that go, travels from racetrack to racetrack. And it was at Kentucky Speedway. And he said, hey, you mind if we stay? Because they had to get back to the track at something like eight in the morning. And his mm-hmm. mom lives another hour north. So they're like, ah, you're a little bit closer. He's like, sure. Man. And then he brought a buddy with him, and his buddy was an old like NASCAR radio announcer. NASCAR radio announcer. Did a few little clicks. I was like, oh, he is exactly who he says. You know, I was like, I didn't know yeah. him. And, but I was like, oh, he's got paintings that are in the NASCAR, the the Daytona Museum. He's like, oh, oh. I painted this and this. And, you know, click, click, click. Oh, yep. He is mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's a little bit interesting. Yeah, so nice. we had story time that night. Because he had some good stories. Story time. Yep. Good old NASCAR stories. Should have recorded them. You know, yeah. it was tempting, but I don't have anything other than my phone. And when I recorded our ad that starts for the voicemail, which please use the voicemail. We've got two voicemails so far, and I will play one of them right now. Keep it up, guys. I like the positiveness. Pause. Resume. And I'll play the ad there. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, we've got two voicemails. We've got so two voicemails. And it's what actually really cool. One was the guy said he was going to do it <laughs> to test it out because I told him about Anchor, what we use to host our podcast. And I explained it to him. He goes, oh, I love this voicemail idea. And then and the other one was just a random person that heard us talk about the voicemail. And sent us one, thanking us for to keep up what we're doing. Are you sure it wasn't me? Very cool. Very sure. Very sure it wasn't you. Yeah. We need more me. voicemails. Voice yeah, messages. So, yeah. Yeah. Send them Love on. To hear them. I want to Love hear them. To hear them. I'm Just curious. Hogging them up to himself, you know. Except I've played Not them both. Them. Played them both to you both. Yeah, you might have. Yeah. I don't really remember. I'm gonna be honest. That was a couple weeks ago. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's probably why. I don't remember what I had yesterday for breakfast. Uh, I had donuts. Only because... I had nothing. We still have donuts here. That's no. why I remember. Hmm. But, were they no. fresh? Yes, they were. When they came in, he, his goal was... His buddies from all over. But he's been living in North Carolina for a while. And he <sighs> wanted to kind of show him... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that we're keeping you awake. <laughs> he wanted to show him like some Cincinnati things. Mm. So he went to La Rosa's Pizza. He ate Gold Star Chili, which is an, it's a Cincinnati-style chili, which is like meat soup, basically. And then he wanted to show him Grater's Ice Cream, which is a really popular ice cream around here, which is really good. So we, But I didn't know they had donuts because I never go there. 
because I'd rather just get, give me a dollar McDonald's cone and I'll be happy. So we ended up at Grader's and they had they had donuts, so we brought some donuts on. He said, we've I'm been staying at hotels and they have continental breakfast. He goes, I fully expect a continental breakfast in the morning. I said, well, as long as you don't mind it in my underwear, and that's fine. Uh, so that so they hmm. went with the donuts instead. Probably <laughs> a safe choice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've lost some weight. Um, my legs look nice. Which is a complete joke. My legs haven't seen sun since Vietnam. And you'll be seeing that soon Vietnam. on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like so, something my dad would Jeff, say. Because he was in Vietnam. And his legs are as white. All right. So what, what do we got going on today? What are, what are we doing today? Well, I think we have some we have some stories. And Story since time. Amanda is trying to fall asleep on us, I think we'll let her start so she could just nap the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Okay, I might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so this has actually happened to me last week. It was last Thursday, and I left work later than I normally do. I was running behind, and then I got stuck talking to a coworker, and then I got in my car and. When the I'm dancer? Away. What? Real quick, was it the dancer co-worker? No, it was not. Oh, okay. No, it was not. <laughs> so this story's uh, going a completely different direction. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, we were we were thinking it was going one direction, and uh, now we're going another. All right. Yes, yes, we're going in another direction. Okay. Way cleaner direction. All right, proceed. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I stayed. I was. I got caught up at work later than I normally do. And you know how things kind of happen for a reason? Mm-hmm. Um, you're put in a place where... Right place, right time? Yeah, kind of like God's yeah. like, hey, you need to be here at this moment. So I kind of think this is what happened. But anyway, so I was driving home, and I was driving on this back road that I normally drive on because it avoids a lot of traffic. And this back road's called Old Mill Road, which fits the name perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it's going down this road, a lot of hills... Um, people tend to go really fast on this road, especially coming into work and leaving work. And there's some pretty heavy traffic between those times. So I was driving, and there's a huge farm on the right. Horses in the back on Old Mill Road? No. I haven't seen any horses, but they do have a huge barn, and they've been working on the fencing. And all of a sudden, I see this, this animal run across the road at first i thought it was a deer but then i realized it was a dog and usually when you see a dog running there's soon to be following behind it the owner mm-hmm. and sure enough there she was running across the road trying to look both ways so she doesn't get hit because the traffic is kind of heavy how big was this dog it was a pretty big dog it's pretty good sized dog at first i thought it was big a German to think shepherd. it was a deer yeah i know well at first <laughs> i thought it was a german shepherd because it had the same colors but it wasn't so I kind of, I drive past, I look over to the left, see this dog like running through somebody's yard as fast as he could. And this girl is trying to catch him. I'm like, she's never going to catch him. Yeah. So I keep going and I'm looking for a place to turn around maybe just to see if I could help her. And all of a sudden I look in my mirror and the dog isn't running towards traffic in the left lane. And there's tons of traffic. And I'm like, this dog is going to get hit. And this girl is probably going to get hit trying to chase after him. So I, there's a gap in the the traffic. So I, I go over to the left and park into somebody's driveway and the dog, I'm like, it's got to be here somewhere. It's got to be coming close to me. And I see him and I'm like, come on, come here. And you know, whenever a dog sees a new mm-hmm. person, they're like, oh, a new person. I want to go see them. Fresh meat. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he comes running over to me. <laughs> this is a dog is soaking wet. He had to be playing in mud holes or something because he was dripping. He was so soaked. And he had one of those harnesses on his body. Mm-hmm. And he had a leash on, which is good because then I could hold on to him. And of course, my car door is open. So he's like, ooh, all right. So he's trying to get in my car. And I'm like, no, don't get in my car. So I, I was shut the door and I was able to pull him back because he came up to my waist. I mean, he was a pretty good sized dog. I don't know what kind of dog he was, though. And so I had him on the leash. And when the traffic, you know, when I was able to cross the road after the traffic was um, done, the girl, I could see her down the way, and she just looked so gloomy. She just looked so bummed, and she was just walking at this point, which I don't blame her. She seen me with the dog, and she just came running full force. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. She, I mean, she just, the relief in her face. I mean, yeah. she was just so relieved that she, you know, I was able to help her get her dog. And she's like, well... I've only had this dog for two days. I didn't know he would do this. I got him from a rescue, and I'm thinking, well, you probably shouldn't assume that a dog's not going to do this, especially if you get him from a rescue because he probably got a taste of freedom, and he was just like, okay, I'm gone. (laughs) Done with this. I owe silver away. I know. I mean, he was just having the time of his life. So I petted his face, you know, and rubbed his ears, and she was able to grab him and take him back. But just the fact that I was able to pull over and help Mm -hmm. her, you know, um, because I know what it's like trying to chase a dog. And sometimes it takes forever. Mm -hmm. I've had to do it so many times. Same here. Family's dogs. Yeah. Once they go, it takes. And then they think you're playing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you're playing. You know, I'll just run around (laughs) some more. But anybody, if any of you ever see somebody chasing their dog and you're not afraid of dogs or you're actually able to help. You know, get out and help if you can, because it is a pain in the ass. Unless it's a, it's a, not a deer, unless it's a... A deer. Yeah. If it's Bambi, go ahead, chase it. (laughs) Unless it's a cow. If you see somebody chasing a cow, which I've seen before, probably not a good idea to stop and try to help, because if you don't have no experience with cows... You've um, been trampled. Yeah, because in Indiana, I... (laughs) This was a long time ago. It was, I think, when I was... Is this story real? Or are you this just doing real. the lyrics to the little little Nas song? No, this is real. Okay, just checking. <laughs> reading so I was book. in what? What do you, you know say? Those little kid books. She's reading one of like the story of the <laughs> old McDonald. Was was Lassie stuck in a well or? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I was getting ready to go to the 4-H fair, and because it's literally like not very far behind my parents' house. And I was getting ready to leave, and there's this huge window in our living room that looks out onto our road, and then there's a huge cornfield across the road. And I just happened to look out past the window, and I seen this big black cow just running. And then I see two people chasing after it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And the first two things that popped in my head was somebody's cow got loose at the fair. Because usually when you weigh, go in to weigh your cow, that's when they escape. Because they take them off the trailer and people will, if anything, will spook them. And you're trying to lead this thousand pound Angus heifer, whatever cow you have, and you're trying to weigh it in. And if anything spooks it, there's nothing you can do. I mean, and people like to stand really close Mm -hmm. and because they're not very smart sometimes when it comes to cows and big animals. So sometimes if they escape, you can't hold on to a thousand pound cow. I mean, it's going to take you with it. 
Yeah, the cow's moving it. You're going. Yeah, you're you're done. Um, so the first thing that popped in my head was somebody's cow got loose at the fair because they were weighing them in. Second thing that popped in my head was I really hope that's not my cousin. That's not my oh, cousin's God. cow because that's something that would happen to him. And so I get in my car and I drive around um, the neighborhood and I come back to my house because I forgot some. And all of a sudden, my cousin runs in front of my car and he's like waving his hands. I'm like, where the hell did you come from? And he's like, my cow got loose. <laughs> and I felt so bad because his hands were like all ripped up from the rope because the rope, like when the cow escaped, he was holding onto the rope. Oh, yeah. And but I guess the cow... Well, the person that was falling behind him when I looked out the window was one of my teachers from high school because he lived across the street from me. And apparently he's seen it and he took off after him. I don't know who else was helping chase his cow down, but he got caught in a barbed wire fence. The cow did and they were able to catch it. But yeah, if you ever see that happen, maybe not get out of your car and help chase a cow down. But if you ever see somebody chasing their dog and trying to catch it, if you can help them, it's a real relief. In Cincinnati, a cow escaped i don't know if it was the butcher or somewhere around this but it was in down near downtown cincinnati and it made it off into a park and then there was a whole big ordeal for a week about the how the cow was on the run and it was being <laughs> sly it was hilarious like oh somebody gosh. was doing like a blog post be like day two <laughs> i've escaped the police i'm hanging out behind you know eden park and blah it was so like it was legitimately escape you know getting away from people to not be brought back <laughs> so w eventually That's once awesome. they caught it they they let it they gave it somebody i don't know how it worked bought it adopted it took it in but they didn't they didn't take him to the butcher they figured if you made it this long you deserve to live no kidding <laughs> well, it was about was two awesome. days later at the end of the fair it, a man it lasted a week <laughs> leaned up on his old big old pumpkin it was I, I'll, if i can find the story i'll post it but that it was hard. I'd love to read it. It was so funny. Well, um, about the cow thing, the fact that it was my cousin's, I ended up showing one of his cows, like on my last year 4 H, I think it was probably the, the next year. And guess what happens? The cow I was showing? Yes. <laughs> oh, Maybe no. it's you. I don't know. Curse. But we were able yeah. to catch her. She didn't go very far. She was a black Angus heifer. She was a thousand pounds. She was a year old. It took Amanda 11 hours to catch old Angus. She gave the town quite a run. And now she's delicious. Note, <laughs> note to self, if I go to Amanda's wedding, make sure no cows are in the county. Check. Yes. Okay. Note to self, don't ever run from Amanda. She'll turn you into a burger. Because <laughs> when I was little, across the street was a, a cow pasture. And I had a couple, couple hundred head, maybe. And I was maybe four, five, six around there. And we had a half circle driveway, so I would just do laps with my bike. And I remember one day I was like, Mom, there's a cow in our front yard. She's like, funny, real funny. And <laughs> yes, then all of a sudden, joking. she thought I was joking. <laughs> well, the gate busted open. Oh, no. And half the herd was now roaming the neighborhood. Nice. Till she saw a cow walk by our kitchen window. She didn't believe me. All of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, Mom, look. She goes, what? <laughs> do, 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 right by the window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't run out. They just kind of like, oh, doors open. Oh, well, what's yeah. out here? They were just eating the grass. Did you read about that a couple years ago? I, I can't remember where it was. It was a company that owned goats, and the goats would get rented out to farmers to eat fields and stuff like that, weeds. Mm -hmm. 
And there was a hole in the fence over like a weekend. <laughs> they didn't realize like half the goats escaped. Oh and no. Got into a suburb. And, and everybody's crashing. <laughs> yeah, they were roaming the neighborhoods, destroying really? everybody's yeah. <laughs> And it That's took funny. them over 24 hours to wrangle all the goats. And I think there was like 50 houses where like the shrubbery was just gone. <laughs> like a wildfire had swept in. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I mean, I might I be exaggerating some of the details, but... <laughs> Uh, like goats were just roaming this is like maybe two or three years ago that's great that's uh yeah no i I fully believe that the cow i showed her name was edwina we called her eddie i have a picture my cousins grew up on a farm and they raised cows and she had a pet cow and a pet goat or some nonsense like that and her pet cow would hang out in the backyard Mm-hmm. And I have a picture of me down in a three-point stance from football, and I was—I just did it just out of curiosity, right in front of the cow. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And next thing you know, the cow just kind of put her head down and headbutted me. And there's a picture okay. of the cow headbutting me <laughs> in <a> three <laughs> points. I was like, I'm not sure where this is going, but let's just see what happens. See, if you raise the cow from a baby, it, it'll probably be easier to, you know control them or you know but when it's just they, they, they might have they had yeah. a ton of cattle so i want to assume but i mean when you them. don't and you're showing a cow may there are just it amazes me this cow was a year old and she could drag me like a rag doll i mean wherever she went i had to go with her because there's i couldn't stop her she's a thousand pounds for a year old cow i mean i don't think people realize how strong they are yeah, they're not, they're not they're not the fastest animals, but at a thousand no. pounds, that you, if they're going, they're going. Yeah, and they can kick hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you don't just... get behind them. That's right. Yeah. That's why my aunt has those dogs where she yells out like Xena Warrior Princess commands to them. <laughs> and because if not, when she's putting feed in the troughs, they would mm-hmm. crush her. Oh wow. Yeah, so yeah. the dogs keep the cows back as she puts feed in. Hmm. Idaho last year, 2018. Goats eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> if if uh, post that in here, uh, because really I'm going to start. I'm going to start posting pictures. <laughs> I, I I haven't set this up yet, so it could be a couple weeks. But I I was thinking like we talk about a lot of these stories and like the guy um, Sherman, his birthday with all the cards it's like i i want to share that with people and then it clicked like oh maybe that's what we could use instagram for is to post those pictures of when we talk about these stories like this comes up with the goats i'm sure there's a picture and if we have one then we post it Uh, the the lady running with the tornado in the background i posted it on the twitter but i would rather have it like on an instagram where it's a bit easier to view pictures isn't there a way you can post on Instagram and it then posts also on your Twitter? Probably. Probably does. I'll look into it. It's probably the easiest way to do it. Yep. So when we do a story and then I'll after we do release the episode, then I'll post them to the Instagram and it'll save the information about what, what it's about and to what episode it's in. So if people see something go, Oh, that's interesting, then it'll say, you know, episode fourteen. Yeah. You know, Amanda's FHA Cal escapes. 
27 times. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. But the dogs, yeah, with where I it's one of those like you really we had funny enough, I didn't really see dogs it run like my dog growing up escaped all the time. But mm -hmm. I grew up some, and then he got older, so then eventually I could catch him. <laughs> well, yeah. There was a nice progression. <laughs> there was a nice progression of I finally could catch him. Uh, but, yeah, we really – it's not a ton because usually once – because I lived in a neighborhood that mm -hmm. once somebody pops out, it, it doesn't get too far. Oh, okay. But where you are, you're out in the middle of nowhere. That's a whole different world. Well, I mean, I was just happy I seen it happen, and I was actually able to help her. Because the minute I seen that dog like running into traffic too, like running towards traffic, I'm like, Sh I gotta pull over because this is not good. Like traffic had to stop, and the dog mm -hmm. was all over the road, just everywhere. Yep, I've, I've, I've in my neighborhood twice, I've dogs have just like, oh, oh, hello, and a new yeah. neighbor came <laughs> up, see came somebody in, new, and they're just like, hey. <laughs> yep, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm out with the boys, I don't know, tossing, shooting basketball or something, and it's like, well, hello, little doggy. <laughs> and so I got, I take him back and well, the owner of it spoke German and oh, the wow. dog was blind. It's like, I don't, okay. He just heard my voice and walked to me. I, I'm not, <laughs> that was interesting. They're like, we have no idea how it got out. It's blind and it's in a new house. <laughs> <laughs> and then my neighbor, their dog, they have a, a half, it's half pointer, half golden retriever. I think pointer. I don't know. It's a pointer dog, whatever it is. It's half and half. It's a hunting dog. It's it has electric fence collar, and it the batteries died, and all of a sudden I'm sitting in the driveway, who knows doing what, and the dog's over like, hey, pet me, and I'm like, well, hello, um, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like why? Thankfully, in my high school years, me and dogs weren't always on the same page. I've been bit a few times. Mm. Not good. Well. Yeah. It was I, I, that not not hard. <laughs> Your fault, got, or you sniffing their butt again, Jeff? I, I didn't move I'm the kidding. tail. No, it was like one, a couple times. It was one of them was I, I showed up at a party and I jumped the fence instead of just open the gate because mm. I don't know. And mm. and it was I've never been to that house, and the dog looked at me and kind of went, "Who's that?" And it went in the process of me jumping back over the fence, it nipped me right in the butt. <laughs> I thought you were playing. Like, hey. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, and then I've had, I, I must say, I've had another, I, I must say, I've had one other dog, I think, bite me. Not like serious, but kind of like, I don't know who you are. Hey, 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 back it off. And I think mm -hmm. I moved my hand. It just nipped me. And then I was at a park with my ex fiance, and she had a friend show up. We were standing there talking, and her friend comes up from the park, Sh German Shepherd. Shepherd, and it was not. I got back. I got in the truck. It did not. She's like, "Oh, he doesn't like guys." I'm like, "Then why are you at the park?" <laughs> yeah. Because while he protects me, I was like, "Yeah, you came up to me." <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm at my truck, and you walked up to me. And it was one of those like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just get in the truck." <laughs> I'd rather. I was like, I didn't do anything. I, you know, I didn't say anything to the lady. I didn't like approach the lady. She came up to us, and the dog wasn't having it. It's like, all right, I'm in. I'm getting in here. Yeah, my now, sister had a dog like that, where it didn't like men because uh, funny it enough, it was abused ours? by. Well, gotcha. Something happened there, and yeah. it was like with with females. 
yeah, he loved him. And he even tried to protect me from this guy I was seeing, you know, when I was a teenager and turned out to be, he was really not a nice person. That's a whole other story in itself. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's the same thing happened, but it was because the way he was treated, the dog, like in the past. Understandable. Because I think Jackson, our our rescue dog, is the same, same boat. We have a feeling that it was probably a, whoever owned it was a skinny, scrawny, like kind of a tall, scrawny kid. Mm-hmm. Because my boys are, they're young, but he really hasn't nipped at them unless they wrestle with them too hard. We're, we're trying right. to get them to understand, like, you got to be easy, but, you know. We, we've only we, we've had him a year now. Overall, yeah. it's all right. Now, He's a cute dog. But there's a neighbor kid who's like a tall, skinny kid. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy that came over the other night, his son is a tall, little, skinny kid. And Jackson wants nothing to do with those. I mean, once he warms up, he's okay. But when he first yeah. sees those kids, he is beelining for them people. Really? And it's only kids. It's not adults. It's never adults. It's always kids that are skinny. Because the kid's brother is, I mean, he's not fat, but he's not toothpick. He's like Roger. You know, he's mm-hmm. just a big kid. And he does yeah. n- n- never really any issues with him. Now, he's nipped at him once, but it goes back to kids, you've got to be easy with him. You know, he's new, yada, yada, yada. You've you got to take your time. Don't do anything fast because he doesn't know us yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he really hasn't done anything to my boys. But a couple of the neighbor kids, he's like, oh, you stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a he's a he's a tiny dog, but he's a strong tiny dog. He will pull you across the yard. At least, tr- well, try to pull you across the dog. yard. He's a great dog when he's not barking in the middle of the night because somebody knocked on something. <laughs> For the first month, I don't. We did. It's like he didn't bark. It's like, well, this dog's great. <laughs> and then somebody rang on rang the doorbell. Times changed. <laughs> No, we we figured whoever had him must have hit him with like a broom to shut him up or get him away. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we picked a broom up once to sweep, and he he growling and and the cleaning lady comes and he growls at her when she has a broom. It's like or the Swiffer especially oh hates the Swiffer. So we have a feeling that whoever it was must have because it was like we didn't pick it up and put it at him. We just mm-hmm. brought it out of the clo- the the pantry, and he immediately yeah. started growling. It's like ah. Now we get why you're a rescue. Well, that's like with my parrot. Um, the owners that had her, they didn't know how to get her off her cage. So they would scare her down with a stick. Gotcha. And now anytime you have a stick, anything that resembles a stick, she freaks out. Um, so we never, anything that even resembles a stick, we never have it anywhere around her. But they used to like put the stick around her. And it would, they wouldn't hit her or anything, but they would scare her with it, and she would yeah. fly down. Instead of them working with her to get her to step up on your arm, they just scared her down with it. Gotcha. So it's kind of the same thing. You know, the dog probably had some abuse with a broom or had a bad experience with it, unfortunately. We got him, though, out of it. Whatever happened, we ended up getting yeah. him, and we, we love him. He's a great little dog. He's my buddy. Is my wife always jokes with, you know, he's my best friend because whoever's coming around, dog comes in. He usually ends up sitting on my lap. He, he sleeps with my mom because she'll sleep about 26 to 27 hours out of the day. So he mm. hangs out with her all day. Aww. And then if that door comes open, he's out hanging out with us. My wife will do. He's a really and, cute dog. He is. And that's the thing. He barely sheds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he usually doesn't go in the house but you know it's some he doesn't like the rain 
I was just saying I like dogs that don't. I've always preferred dogs that don't shed. Yeah, he barely sheds. You might get the little tiny, you know, any hair. But yeah, he barely sheds. Now the neighbor's dog sheds. Uh, you pet it, and then your hands covered in hair. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My friend has a dog like that. It's like she's wearing a permanent sweater. Yes. Like, yes. Two fur coats. <laughs> and the birthday party last weekend or weekend before, and they forgot. Uh, they didn't get around to kind of grooming her. Yeah, dogs like that, you definitely gotta groom them a lot more. For sure. That was awfully nice of you, Amanda, to help that lady with the dog. Yeah, I know you're I you're an animal person, so. I love animals. Yeah, I was just I was happy I was able to, you know. Yeah, especially you just don't know. You don't know yeah. if the dog, what kind of dog it is. It's you know, it's it's a gamble, but. Mm-hmm. Right place, right time. You know, you got that. Yep. You got that feeling. I've got a feeling. <laughs> the Sing dog's to gonna be just right. But, uh, <laughs> Yes, we will stop the singing part and move on to <laughs> Logan. What do you got for us? I'm sorry, I'm actually distracted. I might have to jet. I have a uh, a fire call coming in. Structure ten four, sir. You go so, be Mr. Firefighter. We'll chat with you later and be careful. Yeah, I'll talk to you all later. All right, See later. You. All right, bye. What you got, Jeff? Well, that was a good story, Logan. So I guess I'll go. I got a message the other day from the ladies at Despair and Distress. And they asked, do you still accept stories? And I said, of course I accept stories. So ladies, thank you very much. There's three ladies. And I'm, not, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't know if they all use the Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'm not always 100% sure which one sent me the message. <laughs> thank you very much for the story. I, I greatly appreciate it. And you can actually find those ladies at Despair and Distress. They podcast, they're on the same stuff we're on. It's Disbeer, D-I-S-B-E-E-R, and Distress. Please check out those ladies. Slightly different podcasts compared to us, and by slightly, very, 100% different, but they are a bunch of funny ladies. Well, they usually end up talking about whatever comes to their mind and drinking the entire time. That sounds fun. It's it's a good laugh. <laughs> they, there are... There's been numerous episodes where I have proper lolled out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would definitely check them out. So this story comes from, it, it didn't really say. I'm assuming the D.C. area. A uh, guy named Rob Shear, he grew up in foster care, and he struggled to find a place where he felt wanted and loved. Really just the place that he could call home. He was the youngest of 10 kids. His parents were extremely abusive, and they ended up passing away when he was 10. He was put into the system, but he explained that the mental abuse still went on when he was a foster kid. He would go home from home where all his belongings were in a garbage bag. Oh, wow. How awful. He was a senior in high school when he turned 18, and he ended up becoming homeless. So to survive, he joined the military. Not for you know the honor of joining the military but basically so he had a place to sleep he had food in his belly and he he would feel safe who you know who joins the military to feel safe yeah with his situation he knew that the odds were stacked against him to be a druggie to to be in jail he knew that i needed to do something so he joined the military and then after the military he started working in an office but he never really told anybody about his backstory you know, it's none mm-hmm. of their business. They don't need to know. He's just there for the job. Then he met a man named Reese, 
and it blossomed into this wonderful relationship. And the thing is, Rob always wanted to be a dad. And at the time, he felt being a gay man, there was two things that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't get married, and you wouldn't be a father. So the marriage part was just about to change. That was right around the corner where that, you know, I think a couple states started doing it before the Supreme Court stepped in and said, you know, everybody can get married. Mm -hmm. And then they decided, you know what, we'll adopt overseas. The thing is, Reese didn't understand why. Why would we adopt overseas when we have all these kids here? He's, you know, which I, I, I understand at the same time. It, but here, the system, it's a lot harder to adopt here, which to me, it's like it makes no sense. That doesn't make it's, any sense at all. It's easier to adopt a Chinese kid than it is to adopt someone that lives in your area. We have thousands of kids that need homes here, mm-hmm. but they, they make it harder than I feel it really needs to be. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. Reese felt that these kids needed to hear his story, that things can get better. So they decided to toss their hat into the ring, into the, you know, the foster ring, and they would take any child under the age of five. So they put their application in and waited. They got a call about a brother and sister, and they said, you know what, these kids are troubled, so you really need to want these kids. So they said, you know what, we're taking them. It's a brother and sister. They need somewhere to go. We're taking them. A few months later, they actually welcomed two more kids into their house, and they knew that not much has changed because these kids all showed up with their belongings in garbage bags. He didn't. He thinks all these years later, and kids are still showing up in, with garbage bags. So they decided, you know what? We have a family of six now, and and we're going to adopt them. They knew they were in a, for a fight because being gay men, that it's just it's the odds are not stacked in their favor to adopt kids. Right. So they they ended up going to trial. They were told they were unfit because they were gay. They were told that they were going to turn the boys gay. They were told that their house was unfit because they were gay. Really? He goes, he knew deep down that the only thing that mattered was that these kids needed love. They needed a home and they needed to feel wanted. He goes, I know how these kids feel. I All I wanted was to feel loved and wanted. So they fought, they fought, and they ended up adopting. Now, one of these kids had severe alcohol fetal syndrome. Really? So they're at the library one day, and they found a book. And in the book, it said that kids with this issue have better odds if they are near water and animals. Really? Next day, next day they Never bought a farm. Never heard that before. I've never heard it either. Uh, he didn't go. It, there wasn't a whole lot of detail on this. It was it was a short five minute clip, but it said, you know, we read that. Next day we bought a farm. Three years later, his they said they call him the chicken whisperer. He said anytime that kid's outside, he has a chicken with him. He's holding the chicken. He's walking mm-hmm. around with the chicken. School is improved. He goes. Reese basically only has to walk the kids to the bus before they move to the farm. They were always at school for behavioral issues because there's always something, you know, it's not the kid's fault. You know, the alcoholic mom, they drank when they right. were, there's, unfortunately, it happens way more than people realize. He says there are, at three years into the move, the kid has done a complete change. He's, he's a, a lot healthier, better acting kid, and he feels that, you know, the, the kind of the farm was a big thing with that. They oh, have, it helped them. They have chickens and they Quite have goats. and Yeah. 
Now, Rob hoped one day that someone would call him up and say, hey, we are banning garbage bags from foster kids because he is tired of seeing kids feel like they're garbage because that's where all they're belonging. Their whole entire life is in a garbage bag. Yeah, it should never be that way. And especially now, even. I mean, and I I agree. I 100% agree. So from that idea, they created comfort cases. Basically, they give kids a blanket, they give them a backpack to put all their stuff in. And since it started, they've given out 25,000 cases, uh, comfort cases to foster kids. That's really awesome. Yeah, he felt everyone has given up on him. He felt his country gave up on him. He felt his community gave up on him. But he wants foster kids to know that that's not true, that people do care and people do love them. What a great story. It's it's sad, but you do see a lot of stories like that where it starts off so bad, but it actually, the, the all the bad that happened turns into something really good. Because all I can explain to them is how to be a good human and how to treat people right and how to love one another. Because that's all I can teach these kids. In the middle of the interview, when it got to the point of when they were talking about after the adoption, you know, he broke down. It's, it's you could tell it's a very emotional, well, yeah, uh, emotional time for him. It's because it's his dreams have come true. He said, as a gay man, I'll never get married and I'll never have kids, and now he has both. Wow. Yeah, that's very, very. What yeah. an incredible story. It's it's Pride Month. You did a Pride story last week. I was like, oh, what a perfect. Because I yeah. was kind of looking to keep, you know, at least one story. Today on Twitter, funny enough. I sat down after lunch and somebody posted about that his dad went to either was going or went to a parade and was giving away dad hugs. I said, no way. We just talked about that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. So I said, you know, they 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 said, you know, looks like there is the future is getting brighter. And I said, I said, you're 100 percent right. I said, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's happening more and more, and things are starting to change. You know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it is getting better. It's it is getting more accepted. The the foster kid system. I know that's a whole another story. I I hundred percent agree with the garbage bag thing. I I just yeah. I know these kids come from nothing, but once they're I in the system, I didn't know that they had the garb. I didn't know about the garbage bag thing. Yeah, so I mean, not that's... all kids come from nothing, but a lot of kids that end up in the system tend to be because there is no place else for them to go that's mm-hmm. a viable place you know and usually sometimes... it's a family member will take them in but sometimes there there isn't any like you know his parents mm-hmm. both parents died they didn't say how it went there was 10 kids who's taking in 10 kids and he's the youngest yep you would think after with 10 kids you know the older brothers and sisters but all the kids were abused so it's what a crazy situation they sent me that and I clicked on it and I watched it and I was like, what a perfect story for us. So it thank is. you. Thank you, ladies. Uh, it was absolute perfect story for us. You, it, great yeah, story. Thanks that, for sharing. And I've never, I didn't hear about it through my searches, which I never heard about it either. Obviously my searches must be slacking. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many kids here in the States that need loving homes. They really do. And I just, yeah, whenever I see people Getting from other countries, I understand that part too, but I'm just like, there are a lot of kids here in the States that, that need... And from my understanding, ad- adoption isn't cheap. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I always was told... 
It can take, a, I mean, I've watched it happen. My aunt and uncle went through it adopting. And um, I don't understand how, cousin, why it should cost anything. I don't, yeah, I don't know about adoption yeah, 100%. I, I, I know they don't want them to go to another bad place or a bad well, that's a, That's understandable. But if the family, if, you know, if it goes into but, foster care and there's X amount of time and the family checks out and the family wants yeah. to adopt, because once they adopt, they lose like any stipend they get from the government for taking care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, cause when you are a foster parent, you get an allowance. I don't know what they would call it to help pay for the kid. Right. So, you know, you're, you're bringing them into your home. Yes. But then they're helping you with expenses. So, but when they adopt, they, they, they don't get paid anymore from my understanding. So you're actually helping out the state by you're taking on full responsibility. So why would it cost anyone money that that maybe we need to look into that. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, because we'll I don't know enough one. about it. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. Um, I know it's from what I've seen, it's very difficult from what yeah. I've I've seen. Um, which I can understand why sometimes, but then other times, yep, I yeah. I can't. It's a system that definitely needs to be improved. Yeah, but for those four kids, they it from the sounds of it, they couldn't be in a better better environment two yeah, people that love them blessed to to um yeah go ahead what were you saying no uh, just two people that love them nice at home nice environment mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh you know thank you ladies thank you so much it's uh, yeah, that's a great story. story uh those and those are the stories i love to hear you know podcast no podcast there was a facebook video that floated around here at the university of cincinnati a girl was in dental assistant and they found out or the teachers found out that she was colorblind. And then you kind of need to see color when you're helping out a dentist, I guess. Mm-hmm. So her class ended up raising money and I am a hundred percent sucker for these videos because I have watched dozens of them. There's a special set of sunglasses that you can put on and it helps a high percentage of people with color that are colorblind. See I've color. seen that, and it's so cool to watch. It's oh, just like watching great. Like, the people that never heard, like don't. Yes, hear, oh, I'm a sucker for those too. They get their hearing back. The the nocular hearing mm-hmm. aid thing. Yep. Yeah. Same same thing. Same thing. Like when the the lady heard her son speak for the first time. It's like oh oh my allergies. The glasses. The 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 reactions are always the best. Because like, that's they that's are. purple. No no that's not purple. Really that's purple. Yeah. Where they're they're looking at the trees, they're looking at the grass because I've seen a bunch that they'll do them outside because you mm-hmm. gotta think some people have never seen the color of grass before. That's really cool. I love watching those videos. So they gave it to her in class and they were filming it and she put them on. They're like, it says it could take 15 minutes and she immediately freaks out and you just they all start looking around like, oh, I don't I don't know what I, you know. You, it's just you're seeing stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's, you would think, you know, you learn your colors as a kid. Well, they couldn't because my dad was colorblind on green and yellow. So he there was, so if you gave him a piece of paper and it was highlighted, he had no idea because he couldn't see yellow. Hmm. I didn't know that. I don't think I knew that. So mom dressed him a lot because <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't mm-hmm. tell a lot of the colors. So mom and like when he would go to work, she usually like the night before would leave out clothes for him. Like, here's your tie, just so everything matches. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alright, well that was a really good story, Jeff. It looks like Logan might not make it back from his fire run, so we might have to cut this week short. Amanda, do your thing. Alright, so if anybody has any stories you want us to share on the podcast, just send them our way. We also have a new voice message that we set up that you can use as well. And we'd love to hear what you say. Well, (laughs) it's automatically set up by the people at Anchor. Thank you. Yes, they set it up. Please feel free to use it. We would love to hear from people. Yeah. You know, if you have stories that you heard that we haven't shared, you know, or if you have a story of your own, please share it. Yep. You can share it on the voicemail. You can sh- you don't even I think have to have an account with Anchor possibly to send the voicemail. You can shoot us so. a message on Twitter, fire me a DM on Twitter, or we can Facebook T Y S H H podcast. That's things you should have heard podcast. We're on the Twitter and Facebook. Possibly soon Instagram when I get around to that. Cool. Well, another good week. <laughs> Thanks for your story, Logan. It was good to hear from you. <laughs> well, he went on a fire run. We'll let him slide on that one. At least he didn't fall asleep like last week. I know. I was delayed when he was sleeping. Because I'm about to fall asleep myself. Very much so. So on that yawn, as always, <laughs> everybody have a great week. Yep, have a good one. Thank two companies. I want to thank Anchor for making this possible. Uh, Anchor is the platform we use to post this podcast. Uh, really, without them, this wouldn't be possible. And I also want to thank the the app that's pretty much helping us grow, and that is Podcoin. Podcoin is the app I use pretty much to listen all my podcasts now. They, funny enough, actually pay you a little bit to listen to podcasts. I pay you on Podcoin. It's pennies. You're not going to get rich. But you can actually earn money towards gift cards, uh, like an Amazon gift card or a uh, Starbucks-type gift card. They're small, but you're already listening, so why not get paid to do the same thing? You can actually also donate to a charity with Podcoin, which is already the whole point of kind of our podcast. We've already talked about donating to charity in the past. So that's a pretty cool option, since that was kind of an idea we've already had with this podcast. So all you have to do is download the Podcoin app on Android or iPhone. And if you put in the code should have pod, all one word, you can get free 300 tokens just for signing up and using the code. Might as well give it a try. Uh, it's a great UI. It's clean. It's very easy to use. And I honestly do not use any other apps anymore but the Podcoin app.